Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. With me today on the podcast is Natalie. Welcome, Natalie. Hi, thanks for having me. So glad you're here. What is your question for me today? Yeah, my question is, how can I understand and find healing to the challenges of being a quadruplet? Okay, tell me what that's been like. Yeah, I I guess a lot of people ask me, um, yeah, what is it like to be a quadruplet? Or yeah, it's hard to answer that because... Um, you know, I don't know what it would be like not yeah. to be a quadruplet. Yeah, but you so, said there's challenges and and healing yeah. that needs to take place. So tell me about the challenges. Yeah, I've been more recently focusing on the challenges. I feel like most of my life I've just focused on the positive, which there's an immense amount of positive mm-hmm. um, results of being a quadruplet. So I want to say that is that there's, I mean, there's a lot of positive things. But I think one of the the biggest challenges is just comparison, comparing myself to others, mm. um, feeling this need to compare, um, mm-hmm. whether it's appearance or performance or talents, things like that. And so particularly to your other siblings that are quadruplets, yeah, <laughs> like you correct. compare. Yes. Or, okay. Or in, and then just in general. In general. Okay. All right. Okay. And when you do that, what happens when you compare and look at appearance and kind of Um, how people's lives have unfolded and what happens? Right. Yeah. I feel this. I know what happens within myself is just anxiety, whether it's this anxiety to do better or yeah, to do something, I Mm -hmm. guess, um, to try to work harder at something or to do better at whatever it is I'm comparing. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I think kind of the opposite happens where I just retreat and want to hide or um, feel sorry for myself or. Okay. So I'm getting the sense that, that somehow you've decided that you don't measure up to your other siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That must be really painful. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess I've never really thought about it as painful, but, mm. but yeah, I do feel like it is painful. Um, kind yeah, of a constant I mean, pain. Yeah. Kind yeah of we're constant. talking about it right now. So it's, right. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be some somewhat significant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what, what emotions come up when I say like, that must be painful. You kind of had an emotional reaction. I don't know if it was like shock or <laughs> what, what, yeah, I think, yeah, partly shock. Um, I also think, um, yeah, I guess I almost feel like seen where I'm not hiding behind anything or, yeah, I, that's hard to explain. But yeah, I kind of feel like that that's, I'm being seen as just Natalie versus yeah. being seen as a we or a them or. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm imagining that being part of quadruplets, that the sibling rivalry and the comparison 
is even more magnified because of that, like your group together, because that happens as siblings. But when you're quads, I mean, that probably happened like, you know, exponentially. So that, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to wrap my head around how hard that would be. And especially if, if you're comparing and you decide you don't measure up. Yeah. I feel like even from, yeah, from a young age, I just have felt this need to prove that I uh, measure up or, um, and I think when I couldn't, yeah, I would kind of, from what you were asking, what did that look like before? I think as a kid, it would turn into kind of a, almost like a poor loser situation. Mm, Like, um, mm -hmm. whereas now as an adult, you know, I carry those feelings more internally and, um, yeah, I think turned more into retreating. Yeah. And in what, in what ways currently do you feel like you're you're not enough? I guess in a lot of ways, probably similar to a lot of your viewers, um, as like a female member of the church. I, yeah, I feel like I don't measure up with, in regards to my faith or like where I fit. Um, and also as a mother, um, I have two little, two little ones. Mm. Um, yeah. And as a member of my family, you know, my as a daughter, as a sister, and and also in my career, I worked as a nurse, but I mm-hmm. um, have taken a break since ha- for three years since having my first one and mm-hmm. my first child. Um, and yeah, and I felt a lot of pain with that too that I didn't measure up career wise. That you didn't measure up in your career, or that you had a career, because it can go either way. <laughs> like you feel right. bad that yeah, you had more one, just, or yeah, just that I didn't measure up within my career. Yeah, okay. Okay. So is there any area where you're measuring up? I don't know. (laughs) I don't really feel like it, um, honestly, at this point in my life. Mm. I feel like at certain points, there's been certain things that I have measured up on or felt like, you know, according to myself, I've kind of hit the, hit the bar, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So, so who decides what that bar is? Like with parenting, let's say like, who made up those rules and set the bar? Like with my own parents? Is that what you're asking? No, or? with par- like with parenting. Oh, with that topic of parenting? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I do look a lot at, at how my, my sister parents as well as okay. my brother. Okay. So looking at their strengths and comparing myself. And then also, yeah, the world of Instagram and mm-hmm. um, comparing myself to other um, Instagram moms. Yeah, yeah. In their particular field. So how do you define what a good mom would be? Like, how would you, like, if you just got to choose, how would you define it? Like, if you didn't have, and I know we're just kind of playing a, um, yeah, um, you know, like, what if, but like, how do you want to define what would be a good enough mom? Yeah, I would say... I think um, a good enough mom would be someone who is is happy or able to find happiness, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, be able to acknowledge pain and conflict, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and be able to to expressions show, re- you know, those hard reactions, as well as having the coping skills mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to demonstrate to your children is really important to me. Mm. And 
yeah, I, I, I guess as a parent, I value, yeah, healthy eating and trying to get, I guess, keep my, our house clean. I guess I really do. But I, that's something I really value is um, cleanliness. Um, yeah. I do feel, I guess, the added pressure of faith. I feel like I'm still, that one is, um, has really been a hard one for me as a mother. That one in particular, yeah, I feel like that one's hard to define is Mm. what a mother of faith looks like. Mm -hmm. What do you think it looks like? Yeah, I, I guess it looks like, um, choice is what comes to mind is just being able to help my children to know that they have a choice, um, Mm. and that they are loved and valued regardless of that choice. Mm. So how are you doing in that area with your kids? Yeah, I guess I feel like I'm doing pretty well in that area right now. Okay. If that's how I defined it. Yeah. So I yeah, guess I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. <laughs> and so with your definition of of like a good enough mom, you know, seeking happiness, but also expressing a full range of emotions and having emotional management tools, keeping a pretty clean house most days. What am I forgetting? How are you doing um, with those things? Yeah, I guess okay. I would probably say mediocre, average. <laughs> yeah. So, so your house is a mess, or yeah, <laughs> most days you feel emotionally like uh, a mess, or what? What's yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I think I think part of it, yeah, comes down to a lot of what you talked about on your podcast before is just finding my purpose where I'm like, yeah, how do I value myself? And, and yeah, I I don't feel completely satisfied as a stay at home mother. And I know that plays into, you know, my life right now um, or how I feel about myself. How so? Um, I, I guess I have regrets about potentially my career choice. Hmm. I feel like that might've come from pressure to choose a, a career that would um, be able to provide for myself or my family potentially, or that didn't require a lot of education at first, at mm-hmm. first with an associate's degree and then achieving a bachelor's. Anyhow, yeah, I feel like I, I jumped into that career choice based off pressure, potentially from my parents. And uh, what, what do you think if you had chosen, what would you have chosen like without that pressure? Yeah, I don't know. I've I've thought about medical school, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, something else in healthcare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that a lot of yeah hands on and um, yeah just yeah helping people, but yeah also really gaining a lot of education and knowledge. That's yeah. really important to me. Yeah. Okay. So, like in some areas, you're doing pretty well when you define what good enough means. You're not perfect, right? You're still figuring some things out. But did you notice like when you defined what was good enough for you, you're a lot closer to it than when you are comparing to other people? Right. Yeah. It takes a lot of that pressure off. Um, yeah. It feels peaceful. Like it feels, it doesn't feel like something that's too hard or too stressful or yeah, it feels more achievable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Achievable. yeah. So what it sounds like is you're kind of moving from this external motivation, like doing what your parents want, studying what your parents told you to study or, you know, 
measuring up to your siblings or that you're starting to think, how do I, what do I want? How do I define it? What is success for me? What is good parenting for me? What is good, you know, faith for me? (laughs) Which is a really cool place to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good work. Like that's, (laughs) That's part of the work of being a grown up. Right. I know. And our, like me, I'm 30, 31, almost 32. Yeah. I just feel a lot of um, that I'm not doing this adulting right. You know, just Mm -hmm. a lot of pressure to, Mm -hmm. or I think maybe that goes back to being a quadruplet a little bit too, is I feel kind of stuck in this, um, that, you know, that phase of adolescence or, you know, growing, trying to seize the adult in me, you know, trying to. Yeah, be that person for myself versus that right. kind of, you know, small child that, you know, didn't have what I know Compliant now. Compliant and yeah, yeah <laughs> like fitting in and being part right. of the group. Yeah, so it it sounds like you're really in a place where you're trying to develop a sense of self that's separate from your siblings and that's more internal than external where it's been external. I'm part of this foursome. I'm part of I'm part of this and I I'm, I'm pleasing my parents and I'm doing what I, you know, what the church tells me to do or I'm to like what do I want? What's good enough for me? What path do I want to take? Right, yeah. And that's that's hard work. Yeah, it is really hard. I don't think a lot of people really acknowledge that. <laughs> it kind of just seems like you just fall into no. it. But if yeah. you're awake <laughs> in your life, it's hard work. Right. Yeah. Like some people just do autopilot and that's fine, right? And some <laughs> people some personalities, it's it's hard work. <laughs> it was hard work for me. It still is. So that's okay. Like it's it's worth it. Yeah. So what do you want to create with your life? Right. Yeah. These are all things that I've yeah, I definitely asked myself that before. Um, I mean, have you considered going I, to medical school? <laughs> very on the surface, you know, just. Okay. Or PA school or nurse practitioner school or, I mean, there are lots of medical right. advanced degrees. You can, you know, physical therapy. Um, have you yeah. Have you thought about that? Right. Yeah, I have. I think, um, yeah, I, I think there are uh, maybe just a habit of bringing back those barriers. Um, Mm. what, and I think a part of it is I don't really believe in myself that I'm Mm. capable or, or know where my limits are. And I don't mean that like in a really self-degrading way, but just trying to be realistic, uh, what, to what I can handle necessary, you know, just trying to figure, I think that's probably one of the hardest things, but yeah, since I don't have a lot of faith in myself, it's, it makes it extra hard to, yeah, realize what the, if I can or cannot do something uh, to know. Yeah. The, you know how to find out? You try. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Or yeah, how <laughs> you try. Yeah. You're um, not going to know what your limits are until you hit your limit. Right. Yeah. Which and it sounds like hard. there's, <laughs> it sounds scary. like there's more for you. There's more for you to learn and grow and in, in different ways. And you're, you're just trying to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I guess I have a question. Is that yeah. okay? Or, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm just wondering, yeah, how do we how do we figure that out? How well, did you figure it out? <laughs> I don't know. I did it's scary, kind of a loaded question. I did scary things when I was terrified. 
when I didn't believe I could do it, when I doubted myself, I did it anyway. And I kept like the vision of like, I want to help people. I want to make people's lives better. That's why I'm doing this. It's not about me and just move forward, you know, like trying a lot of things and succeeding at some and not at others and taking huge risks. Like when I went back for my PhD, I was like, what, like, who am I to think I could get a PhD? I'm not like the smart kid. I'm not the, you know, I mean, I was in my forties, but you still carry all those right? Like childhood labels. I'm not the smart one. I'm not the... Right. Yeah. And and I was like, you know what? Screw that. Like, who said that? I'm I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it in, you know, three years. I'm going to, I'm going to write this dissertation and I'm going like, to figure it out. And it's just by doing it, like really just jumping in and figuring it out. And I started two other doctoral programs before I landed on the one that stuck. And I was like, you know what? This doesn't feel right. Okay. And then I dropped out. Yeah. And oh, I don't, I don't really, this doesn't, you know, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the program. This is it. Like I could, I trusted myself. I trusted my intuition. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. I guess some, I guess when you're talking, that reminds me a little bit of motherhood. Like you jump into it, you give it a try. It's, it's like um, anything but, in life, like marriage. Yeah. You don't know what it's going to be like. You don't know who the person's going to become right, any big yeah. decision. You have to make it before you're ready. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can be prepared. Like I'm not saying, you know, <laughs> just jump into it. Right. Right. So you do your, like, if you decided to go back to school, you do your research you look at what the options are. You look at like, what are the pros and cons? And then like, what does your gut say or the spirit or your soul? And then you kind of move forward and then go, how does this feel? Okay, this feels good. Like this feels right. Or yeah, this isn't for me. And I know that that's right. a very privileged position, right? Like to, to be able to, you know, and I recognize that financially I have a lot of privilege. And not everybody has that. And so I recognize that. But I think there are a lot of ways that we hold ourselves back from shifting gears because we don't think that's okay. Right. I think, yeah, you can come up with any ex amount of excuse if you have, even if you have different privileges or financial means or yeah, yeah, you can, there's still barriers. So if, if I asked you right now, like if you had to decide today, to start a graduate program, what would you start? Yeah, I guess the first two things that came to my mind were, I'm not sure which one really, but uh, yeah. either, yeah, either medical school or occupational therapy. Okay. I've looked into. Um, cool. So I probably would take the lesser risk in my mind and go with o OT, but. Okay. Because. Um, but if I felt, yeah, I know. Uh, just seems like less of a. Like commitment, I feel like if you or, go, yeah, commitment, yeah. maybe a long-term commitment. I feel like, yeah. um, and sometimes I don't know exactly if I want to be a physician or go to medical school for the right. Like, is it because I want to prove that I am, you know, able to in a way? Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't really think that is. But I, you know, part of me wonders. I'm still yeah. working on that. But, but my one of my an aunt, she actually went to medical school in her thirties, I believe, or forties yeah. maybe, but yeah, I just really, you know, I've really looked up to her and, 
so yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's exciting to me to think about pursuing more education. That excitement and that passion is important information because guess what? If you are excited about your life, you are modeling for your kids how to grow up and be excited about their life. Which that's, you know, every parent wants that for their yeah. kids to be excited, you know, for what what is ahead despite challenges. And um, and I do have a lot of excitement when it comes to motherhood, but... Um, but it doesn't but yeah, have to it, be it's, everything. Yeah. If it's not everything, like <laughs> yeah. for some people it is. And for yeah. some people like me, it was on everything. I felt like, you know what? I have multiple callings and my challenge is going to be how to honor all of them. Yeah. What an amazing blessing you saw that to honor. Yeah. To Yeah. But yeah, like, if that. I don't, nobody else is going to do it for me. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. nobody. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about initially is like, you get to define what success looks like for you. You get to define what good parenting looks like for you. You get to define what a faithful mother looks like for you. Like this is all, it's all in your, your stewardship. And so I want to encourage you to stop or catch yourself when you're looking to other people to provide that bar for you or to define something for you, whether it's Instagram or your siblings or, and stop like, like I did with you and say, no, how do I define clean enough house? You know, how do I define this and really get to know yourself? Right. But how do we um, hold on to that despite the, um, those outside forces mm-hmm. telling you, especially when we, I mean, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is, yeah, church. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's very like, as you know, like just very, there's the culture aspect, but then there's also, it is what it is. The temple recommend questions or there's very specific, uh, you know, standards. Some are less specific or, you know, more cultural based, but then others are very, you know, very specific in the yeah. church. But yeah, I guess I'll, I'm almost answering that myself. Like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like what matters is if, if you agree with me, <laughs> um, is how it's, it's my personal, uh, definition. Um, right. It's, it's not anyone else's or. Right. And, and sometimes leaders get things wrong. And so, you know, like ultimately, I mean, that's what, what I realized as a, in my late teens and early twenties is like, even the bishop, the stake president, the prophet, no, they're not going to answer for my life. I am like, that's between me and heavenly parents, like no one else. And so I'm going to have to answer for my talents, for how I spent my time, for where my heart is, for what, you know, how, what kind of a relationships I've built. So it's, you know, it's really personal. So catch yourself, Natalie, when you're looking externally to even to the church leaders, like you can rely too much on that and not take responsibility. So you want to take into account like other people's expectations, you know, whatever. But ultimately, you have to decide what's important to you, what you value and how you define success for your life. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that makes yeah a lot of sense. Um yeah, and it'll take yeah a lot of practice, a it, lot of like a lot like of decades. Y- yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not something because you keep evolving. I'm still asking those questions. 
Mm-hmm. And it's different answers depending on different stages of life. And so it's this process. You're not going to arrive. It just, that's not how life is. Right. Yeah. It's just getting to know yourself, getting more confident and and taking responsibility. You've got this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, I I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, no, I need to write this down. And um, well, you can listen yeah, to the podcast <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is said just yeah, amazing. I will do this. <laughs> I can do this. Yeah. You can do this. And it's it's practice. These are skills that we've talked about today. <laughs> so thank you, Natalie, for taking the time to talk with me today. And I think it's it's going to be really helpful for people. A lot of people are in that transition that you've described of like external to internal control, you know, like pleasing out here or pleasing, deciding what what is in your heart. And and you, you've got this. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're really welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, friends. Have you ever thought of working with me as your personal coach? Well, I have a couple of openings for women in Utah or virtually all across the globe, and I would love to work with you. I'm a licensed therapist, and I've been specializing in women's emotional health and relationships for nearly 30 years, and I've transitioned to doing personal coaching. I love it, and I'm excited to work with you. I help women making career and life decisions, communication training, moving on after children have moved out of the home or after divorce, finding your passion in life, or creating partnership in your marriage and family. I also work a lot with faith transitions and mixed faith marriages. I'm confident that I can help you create the life you love. I can't wait to work with you. And you can use code 150 off for $150 off priority coaching with me. Go to drjuliehanks.com coaching or email hello at drjuliehanks.com for more information. Again, that code is 150, so 150 off, OFF. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.